Welcome to the Bochetti Panama HBC Weekly Podcast. Listen along as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, reads to us out of God's Word. Stop by Hillside Baptist Chapel every Sunday morning at 9.30 and or 11. Two services is now available every Sunday morning until a larger facility is acquired. All right, chapter 14 of Joshua. Turn with me there, if you will, and uh, read that with me. It's good to see Levy back with us. Yay, he's not sick anymore. <laughs> we'll read right now verses 10 through 14, and uh, I'll be looking back at some of these as we go on this morning. We find the individual by the name of Caleb talking with Joshua, and this is part of his conversation. As you see, the Lord has kept me alive these 45 years as he promised, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle and for daily task is now as it was then. Now, give me this hill country the Lord promised me on that day because you heard then that the Anakin are there as well as a large for, as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I will drive them out as the Lord promised. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you today for your blessings, for the opportunity to be in your house. Help us today that we will look at these scriptures and understand what you did in Caleb's life. And Father, we pray that we might be beneficial in our lives as well, that we can serve you, the true and living God, and allow you to work in our lives that which is well-pleasing in your sight. Again, Father, we thank you for each one that's here. Be with those that could not be with us this morning. You know the hindering cause. And we pray for sickness to be alleviated. We pray that hindrances would be removed. And other causes might not be there for those. And we pray for their attendance again with us in your house. And again, Father, thank you for blessing us and helping us on our journey. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you remember we have looked at Israel as they're under the leadership of Joshua. We started before they crossed the Jordan River. We've been with them as they crossed the Jordan, as they fought the battle of Jericho, remember? And then Ai and the other kingdoms that were in that area. And now we've come today to look at one other individual that's not mentioned by name that often in the scriptures. I want to talk about him in a little more detail today. I told you last week that this would be the last message that I have from the book of Joshua. 
Well, I'm going to renege on that promise, if that's okay. And I'd like to talk next week about Joshua's farewell address. What he says to Israel just prior to his death. And as he knows, he's not going to be leading them anymore. And I think there's an important lesson there for all of us as well. But today, chapter 14 seems to center on the individual named Caleb. Let's think about him and his life. He had been a part of Israel as Moses had come to Egypt and declare that he was going to lead the Israelites out of bondage. Remember? He was a part of that group. He was a part of that nation. If you could call him a nation at that day and time. He had journeyed with Moses across the Red Sea. He had been with Moses as he had gone up on the mountain and come down with the, what the Bible calls the lively oracles, the commandments that God had given them. And then as they came to Kadesh Barnea, he and Joshua and ten others were chosen. What were the names of the other ten individuals that were sent across into Canaan to spy out the land? Others, <laughs> we don't remember their names, do we? Now, we could go back and dig them up, and we could find out what their names are, but they were the naysayers. They were the ones that came, and they said, No, we can't do that. We can't. We can't. But Joshua and Caleb had said, We can. We can. They were the two positive voices that came back with the Minority report. We're familiar with that kind of language, aren't we? The majority report was the wrong report. But Israel followed the majority. And now Joshua and Caleb had continued to be with Moses as the Israelites had journeyed throughout the wilderness in that time in the life of Moses. And now we've come to the place where Joshua becomes the leader. Moses hands the leadership over to Joshua. And we find that He's accepted by the Israelites as their leader. And they cross the Jordan River. And they fight the battles. And Caleb is there. The Bible doesn't say anything about Caleb as they've crossed the Red Sea, as they've been in the uh, wilderness, as they have done all the different things they did, except for the time that they went over and spied out the land. And he and Joshua came back with the 
good report. And then as they've journeyed 40 years, Caleb is not mentioned, is he? A Joshua a few times, but Caleb is not. And then as we look at them going into the promised land, Joshua and Caleb were the only ones left alive that were 20 years old and older when they left Egypt. All that other generation had died off. And we can imagine now that here are these two individuals, here are these two gray heads are there, and everybody else is younger. Some not a whole lot younger, but everybody else is younger. Because if an individual had been 19 years old, they went into the promised land, didn't they, under Joshua. It's only those that were 20 years old and older that were excluded, except Joshua and Caleb. As we think of Caleb and his faithfulness, he doesn't have the limelight. He, he's not put up front. He's not in a leadership position as far as we know. Joshua doesn't say anything about him being second in command. Maybe he was. Maybe he used him to be his first lieutenant. I don't know. But the Bible doesn't say anything about it, does it? But in all of this, we have another great picture of the Christian life and what the Christian life ought to be. God saved us, and He promises us that we can have a life of victory, doesn't He? Rather than claim what is rightfully ours, however, many individuals are like the Israelites as they came to Kadesh Barnea, and they said we can't. Sometimes God places in front of us awesome jobs, awesome responsibilities, and things that we think is just beyond what we can do, and we say no to God. We say we can't. More than likely, we're saying we won't, aren't we? When people have that choice. This morning I want to tell you that many Christians are simply window shopping. Now you know what window shopping is, don't you? Well, there's nothing wrong with window shopping. Most ladies like to do that. Most men don't. But a fellow said to his wife one time, why do you call it shopping? You never buy anything. And she turned to him and she said, Why do you call it fishing? You never catch anything. <laughs> well, we need to do more than just window shop with God. Look at the promises that He gave. Look at, look at the things that He has for us. And don't just sit down, but get busy. 
Reach out. Accomplish the things that God has set before us, just like Israel did as they followed Joshua into the promised land. Do you notice there's no negatives as they come in, except, except when they got defeated at Ai. There's a little bit of defeat, if you will, in the Israelite camp at that particular time. But I don't hear any of them saying, oh, let's just go back to Egypt. You remember what the other generation had said? And what their chant was every time that things didn't go just as they wanted them to go? But they came to Joshua and, and they got things straight and they found out why they were defeated. And then they won that great victory over Ai. And then of the kings of the north and then of the kings of the south and the east and the west. And they were taking the whole land because God was giving them the victory. Now, not all the land was taken and we'll talk a little more about that in just a moment. But they followed the leadership of Joshua in conquering that land. In some of the versions, Caleb said, I want this mountain. Maybe your version said that. I want that mountain. Well, it was actually hill country. It's not a big mountain. It's not like Baru. It's more like where we are. It's hill country. But, he said, I want that. That's what God has given me. And so in this particular chapter, the emphasis moves from Joshua to Caleb. And for just a moment, Caleb is in the limelight. And he comes to Joshua and he says, God has given me this hill country. God has given me this mountain. I want to go claim it. I want to have that mountain that God has given me. Now he admits, I'm 85 years old. But he goes ahead and tells us that he's just as strong as he was in the day that he went in to spy out the land. That's 20 years earlier. He said, I'm just as strong. God had allowed him to live in strength all of these years. And he had fought right alongside Joshua in all the campaigns and all the battles that they'd gone through up until this point, even though it doesn't say anything about him. We know he did. He was confident that God could give him the territory that he had promised, just as he was confident that God could give him the land 20 years earlier. Yes, there were giants in the land, They didn't deny that what the others were saying was true. They, they had fortified cities, didn't they? They were strong. They were powerful. I'm sure the Israelites, as they had the ten, well, all the twelve, if you will, that came into the land to spy it out, they saw Jericho. You remember as we talked about Jericho and how fortified it was, how strong it was, and it was the initial city as you go into the land. It was there to protect the rest of the Canaanites and very powerful, very strong city. Nobody denied that. 
But God tore down the walls, didn't he? The Israelites didn't do it. They didn't go and stone by stone remove the remove that wall, God tore it down, God got rid of it, and they were able to go in and conquer Jericho. And so as we come to the time for Caleb to have his mountain or his hillside, he was as confident in God that he could deliver that into his hands as God had delivered Jericho into their hands. He wasn't hesitant. He didn't back down. He was ready to go. And that's what we need to be. We need to be ready to go. Sometimes as we look at, by the way, there were giants here in the land. That was the Anakins. That was the people that lived there where Caleb had claimed his part of Israel. They were giants and they were very fortified. Their cities were very strong. And we'll see what happened in just a moment, but we learn significant lessons as we think about Caleb and what he was doing. Billy Graham knew something more about courage in battle and victory over opponents as he lived. His legacy was of moral courage. I think all of us would admit that. While all the other evangelists and all the other preachers might have scandals against them, Billy Graham never did, did he? Now, I'm not lifting him up as somebody that's superhuman. He wasn't. But this is what he said. Courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spine of others are often stiffened. When brave men take a stand, that's what God wants us to do, isn't it? And it's contagious and others will join with us and help us in the battle that God gives us. Caleb had that kind of courage and I think as he led the Israelites into taking his portion of the promised land. These other individuals were strengthened by Caleb's courage. They saw that gray-headed individual, they saw that old man out there leading them and in front of the charge and they were right behind him. They went right with him as he took the land. The conversation here between Joshua and Caleb shows Caleb's courage, doesn't it? It's hard not to smile as we see that old man as he comes to Joshua. We don't have it, the picture? No? Okay. (laughs) I had a picture that I was going to show you that shows Joshua as a pretty old man sitting here and Caleb as another fairly old man (laughs) coming to address him. Just picture that in your mind, if you will. And as that conversation takes place, we see Caleb showing his faith and his trust in God at 85 years old, strong as ever, 
And he said, bring on the Anakins. I'm ready to fight them. And he was. Joshua chapter 14, verses 10 and 11, it says, Here I am, 85 years old, and I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. Still as strong today. Joshua is probably about 100 years old. This is what we read as this takes place. A hundred-year-old man, he's, he's still in charge. He's still leading. But here he turns it over to, John, uh, to Caleb to go get his hillside, go get his mountain, right? Notice that Caleb doesn't want just a portion. And he doesn't want the land that's already been conquered. Joshua would have probably given that to him. He said, I want my mountain. I want the mountain God has promised me. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get it. If you read past Joshua into Judges, Judges chapter 1 tells us Caleb's story again, almost word for word, of what Caleb did and the land that he took. We didn't read near all of that today. It goes on into chapter 15. But Caleb delivered on his promise to go take the land that God had given him. And he is the only one mentioned who drove out all the enemy. We don't find any mention in the future of the Anakins. These were the giants. These were the places of fortified cities, but we don't find them mentioned anymore in the Scriptures because Caleb had done what God promised all of them they could do. He took all the land. He drove out all the enemy and is the only one that did that. And we find that when the conquest was finally done, and you read this especially in the first part of Judges. Many of the people were left in the land that they were supposed to have driven out. And do you remember uh, people by the name of the Philistines in particular that David, years later, had so much trouble with? They were left in the land. They weren't driven out. But Caleb got rid of the Anakins. And we don't find any mention in the scriptures of them anymore. And I think that, that they would have been a great hindrance to the Israelites had they been left. But they weren't. And so Caleb's example is an inspiration and a reminder of the purpose for believers today. God has some mountains for us to conquer. God has some things for us to do. He has a work that needs to be done while we're still alive. We may be 85 years old. I don't think we've got any.
any that age here this morning? <laughs> Not sure about Betty. <laughs> I know, I do too. But we may be 85, you know, even if it was 95, it wouldn't matter, would it? As long as we're able, as long as we're healthy, as long as we have strength, we need to be about God's business. We need to be doing the things God wants us to do. Now, as I said many times, the job he asked for you to do is not the same as what he asked for me to do. Oh, part of it's the same. But it's different, isn't it? He has different battles for you to fight than what I fight. As I said, some of them are the same, but we have different goals in mind that God is leading us to do just like Caleb, not everybody was given that hill country, were they? Not everybody was given the job of going and fighting against the Anakins. But Caleb was. This was his particular job. Other people had other places and other jobs. And, and the whole land of Israel was divided by the tribes. And all 12, actually all 11 tribes, right? Because... The Levites, Levi, <laughs> didn't have any inheritance in the land. They were to be the priests. But God had divided the whole area and given it to them. And he said, go and take it. And he fought for them. Every battle they fought, God was with them. And we discussed last week how God had fought with them over the kings of the north, remember? And how he rained hail down on them. And how that he gave them the victory by showing himself superior and the sun stood still, remember? For almost a whole day. Enabling them to conquer their enemy. They still had to fight. Joshua still had to come and, and have that moment of surprise to the enemy as he came in and confused them and, and they weren't able to stand against Joshua and his army and all of these things. In all the fighting that they did, one time it was hornets that God used as a tool to drive out the enemy. And so in every battle, in every, you know, it doesn't give us the particulars of Caleb's battle against the Anakins. Did you notice that? It doesn't give us a step-by-step -step scenario of how all of this took place and how he was able to conquer them. But this is one thing I know. God was with him. And God fought for him just as he had in every other battle of the Israelites. And so if the Israelites had just taken courage, if they had just listened to God, if they had just gone on and conquered all their enemies, they wouldn't have had the problems in the future that we find them having with such people as the Philistines. So as Caleb has confidence in God. And he goes and fights the battle that God had for him to fight. God gave him his territory. 
God gave him that victory. Our strength will never fail today if we allow God to lead us. I know we come up to some things that are hard. I'm not saying the journey is always going to be easy. It's not, is it? Sometimes we face hard enemies. And of course our enemy is really Satan, isn't it? And even though it may be manifest in the lives of people, the enemy is Satan. And he's strong, as I've talked about before. But because of his courage, Caleb's courage, and his willingness to go and do what God had called him to do, to take this particular part of Canaan, God went with him. When believers claim the victory that God has given us, we can do the same type thing today. Don't be discouraged. God is with us. Sometimes we look at the physical things around us and we look at what Satan is throwing at us. And we're tempted to be like the Israelites at Kadesh Barnea and we're wanting to say we can't, aren't we? So as we think about Caleb, my thoughts are victory. My thoughts are courage. My thoughts are following God and doing what He asks us to do. Being the kind of individual we need to be to win our battle and to do our thing. God wants to. He wants to be our strength. He wants to be our courage. Now, I know we've talked about courage and strength as we talked about Joshua and now as we talk about Caleb and as we talk about the Israelites going into the promised land. And it's important. But it's God that is able to give us the courage and the strength and the ability that we need to do what God wants us to do. We need never to think that we're doing it on our own. We can't look back and say, look what I have done because it's not us. It's God. He uses us. He allows us. He encourages us. He strengthens us. And all of these things are our benefits as we live our lives for Him and do His work in our day and time. In 2020, whoo, I don't know if I've ever said that before, 2020. That's a long time from when Caleb was winning his battle, isn't it? That's a long time. But our God is the same God. And He has the same strengths 
And he has the same abilities. And he gives those to us today just as he gave them to Caleb. And he gives us the victory just like he gave Caleb the victory in his day. Look at verse 15. I hope you kept your Bibles open there. As we look at his victory and the land that he won that is later called Hebron. In fact, it was named Hebron because Joshua renamed it as he gained that victory over the Anakites. But notice it says, Then the land had rest from war. Then the land had rest from war. Now, they hadn't done everything God wanted them to do, but the campaign was over. And they had gone to all the areas of Canaan, and now the land becomes Israel's because God had given it to them, and they have rest. As I said, next week we will look at Joshua again and his final address to the Israelites. But today as we end this, and we've been talking about Caleb, he was one of the most important individuals that lived in that day and time. Joshua was with the other, but Caleb followed God and that's the thing that we're able to see here and Caleb won the victory because God was with him and he followed God and he'll do the same for us let us stand and as we have our closing hymn if there are decisions that need to be done by any that are here today if you're lost you need God's salvation and I've been talking to saved people here today about the battles that we have. But you're fighting a battle right now because Satan is trying to keep you lost if you're not his child. And I'd like to show you from the pages of God's Word. As I've said before, I don't ask you to take my word for it, but I ask you to take God at His Word. And let me show you from the Scriptures, from God's Word, from the Bible, what you need to do today that you might have eternal life and that you might not remain in sin. Are you lost? Do you want to be saved? God wants you to as well. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. As we sing this hymn, would you come? This concludes Bochetti Panama HBC weekly podcast. Hillside Baptist Chapel is located just north of Bajo Bochetti. Just take Avenue Central towards Los Naranjos please call 6438-6541 for questions and our general directions. Thank you for listening. God bless.